The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Watching the Throne is presented by Film Colossus, where you can find in-depth analyses of movies, such as How Legolas is the Kobe Bryant of Middle-Earth, and Why the Night Before is the Ultimate Argument for Legalizing Marijuana. Check it out at filmcolossus.com. Uh, just a quick reminder before we start that you can check out our guest today, Robin O'Neill's podcast on iTunes. It is called Me Reading Stuff, and it is very aptly named. It is Robin Reading Stuff, uh, poetry experts from Thanes. Um, so, yeah, go check that out. It's really funny and cool. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love, I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. I am Christopher J.H. Lambert. Whoa, that was such a crazy twist ending. I, was, I didn't know you were going to say Lambert. I know, it's shocking. Usually I just say, hey, my name, you don't have to worry about my name, but it's Chris. <laughs> That's it. Uh, my name is Travis Legume, and today we are joined by a very special Yay! <laughs> I love that. Put it on a clap, Woo! an audience clapping track. I'm actually glad we had audio troubles before and had to redo this because that's the intro you deserve. Thank you. That was so nice. I didn't expect it. Yes, I am happy to be here. You guys are very nice to have me because I have no one to talk to Kanye about. And so <laughs> sending a creepy email to you actually worked. My yes. name is Robin O'Neill, everybody. Thank you guys for having me. Robin O'Neill, yes. Uh, yeah, this all started... Uh, it, it wasn't creepy, by the way. I just didn't <laughs> know that my email existed to the the throners out there, but apparently you can find it uh, through <laughs> Lipson, and I was just like, how did she get my email? <laughs> like, okay I don't care, but I'd like to know. <laughs> Travis, I've been a fan of yours for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching your Spotify and how you've been listening to Kanye for years. <laughs> well, I'm glad I did find it, even though I pretty much just wrote you guys the exact thing I wrote in my iTunes review, I think. But basically, I had to get it out, and I didn't expect you guys to ask me on, but it makes me very happy because I think isn't that part of what I said to you in the email was <laughs> I'm just desperate to talk about this shit all the time, and everybody oh, I can, just... I can oh. read a little bit of it if you want. Oh my God! If you, I'm okay with that. That's okay. Uh, I wanted to thank you all for doing the podcast. I'm one of those huge, huge caps uh, Kanye fans who doesn't have anyone to talk to. 
Um, you guys <laughs> know your shit <laughs> in Wait, italics. Wait, did I say I have nobody to talk to, period? Like, in general? No friends? You have friends. nobody. You have nothing. <laughs> it wasn't Kanye-specific. It was just like, I'm... My cat never responds. <laughs> <laughs> I think what uh, sold me, though, and was like, okay, we got to get this nut job on the show, was when you said, P.S., check the attached image. Um, and the attached image is a giant yellow block with giant red lettering in all caps saying i'm sorry i wouldn't shut up about kanye (laughs) explain yes yes that i have it hanging over here so i had to make that and this is kind of a little quick fast forward but i won't get too much into it but i think it was when yeezus came out i was I was unstoppable with my language towards how much I loved it. And I I would just relentlessly talk to people who openly hated Kanye, had no interest in hearing about him. And at a certain point, for my husband, I had to put this thing up in our house because I, I was so almost... I was way too impassioned. I was very Kanye about the whole thing and would not stop. So I had to make that. I thought I should make a T-shirt. I should just carry that around like a sandwich board all day, every day. <laughs> I love it. Next to the picture, you have, I think, Kanye and Kim or something. Oh, yes. Oh, you can see that back there. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I have Kanye. Um, I have a weird calendar of gay men that my neighbors I gave like that. me. Let me look. Um Oh, yeah, no, it's Peter Gallagher. I have no idea why I have Peter Gallagher up there. I thought Peter Gallagher was Kim Kardashian. Oh, my God, they look a lot alike. Great eyebrows on both of them. That's true. Put hair on Peter Gallagher, and he looks just like him. (laughs) I'm glad you can see that back there. Yeah. Um, So today we are doing uh, story time. Love it. It's time to hear Robin's story Yay. It's going to be an exciting one, I think. I think, think so. so. I hope so. I don't think it's boring uh, at all. I mean, <laughs> no, your your story is to the point where you're making your own like <laughs> shirts and images related to it. That's <laughs> I know. Uh, I need to get on your level. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, you guys. I'm trying catch to think like, me. yeah, how do I up my game here? Like, I mean, all we do plates? is spend hours every week talking about <laughs> Kanye, texting about Kanye, and listening to him. That's true. It's even started to invade. Uh, like we do our film analysis stuff, and we've been. It's every film analysis now. It just includes Kanye. Kanye, I know. And we'll, I'll be interviewing directors, and they'll mention music, and I'll be like, "By the way, what are you? What are your thoughts on Kanye?" <laughs> yeah, and we get live Kanye barometers now. It's pretty. I nice. hope you guys are serious. I think it needs to seep into everything. I've done the same thing. I I secretly put little drawings of Kanye in a lot of drawings of mine. I have done that for years, <laughs> and only occasionally do people notice. But I really do do that all the time. Back when, <laughs> yeah, I put like Nikes, his his Nikes in a lot of the drawings with little guys. So I do the same thing. You've got to you got to spread the word however you can. You Love need it. to start doing like a a street art campaign where you go out in the middle of the night and just graffiti like Kanye <laughs> stick figures all over the city. <laughs> that would be a way to get a lot of attention for sure. You're right. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. just picturing like Banksy level art with only Kanye like incorporated into them. <laughs> then we could make a coffee book. Beautiful. Oh. Yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe us all together. I think these th- these minds together, we can make this happen. Right. Anything can happen. You know, Kanye <laughs> fans unite and uh, can change the world. Change the <laughs> goddamn world. So <laughs> when did you uh, first encounter Kanye's music? 
And what were your first impressions? Okay. Um, early, like, radio hits, I, I thought they were fine. Like, I didn't care about them all that much. I liked them, but I wasn't at all... You know, I wasn't obsessed. I wasn't even downloading anything. I think I may have downloaded Gold Digger, and that was it. So I just thought they were fun. No big deal. Then when 808s and Heartbreak came out, that's when I really started to pay attention. Um, I think I think it was Love Lockdown that made me really take notice. And I just remember the conversations surrounding 808s about auto-tune and a lot of things you guys have talked about on this podcast uh, things that bothered people about it were exactly what I loved about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I have always been a fan of like uh, hearing the kind of trying and the desperation in the human voice in any form of art, filmmaking, literature, visual art, or music. And that's what I heard. And I heard, I, don't, I didn't really know anything scientifically about autotune. At the time, I just thought it was an amazing, in my mind, I just thought it was an amazing kind of filter to kind of encourage his voice even further, because he doesn't have a great singing voice, but he's like, he is trying so hard to get his message across, and of course, that's what he's always doing, but that was when I really first took note, if that makes sense. That's, that was something I was on board with, but... It's okay for me to I've got to admit, I wasn't as obsessed yet, but can I tell you guys the surprising twist in my story, A, of how I got obsessed with them? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't yeah. know. Okay, I don't know if everyone, if anyone's ever felt this way, probably somebody, but the Taylor interruption was what, when I was like 100% down for Kanye. <laughs> that, that, didn't, yeah. that didn't turn me off at all that was just upping my game towards Kanye 100% I was like (laughs) oh okay so now I get it now I get what I and I I honestly could flash forward to the future and see that he was going to be as powerful as he is and as important of a creative smash cut (laughs) yeah (laughs) so for me that was what I'm I'm all about a loose cannon I'm all about a rant I'm all about people who (laughs) cannot fucking help themselves and have to say things when they feel it um so that was really what kind of locked me in the hardest, I would say. So yeah. it, it wasn't necessarily uh, that you felt Beyonce's video was better than Taylor's video. It wasn't the politics of the situation, but just the fact that Kanye got up and said something, whether it was right or wrong, didn't yes. matter, but that he like crossed that line. Well, yes, perfectly stated. Yeah, I, I thought, I didn't even care. I'm not a huge Beyonce fan. It wasn't that... Um, I'm, I wasn't anti-Taylor. I am now. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't really care. I just saw him as a person I could get behind. And I, I am just somebody who, from the time I was a little kid, am so bored with um, <laughs> kind of people, well, people who, well, really, just culture in general in America, specifically uh, everyone trying to be polite or n- never say the wrong thing. It's not that Kanye was necessarily right. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was really kind to do that. But at least he was saying something when he felt it, which you never see. You ju- Well, I won't say never, but you almost never see it on right. 
award shows or talk shows even. Like I hate the format of talk shows. Uh, all of that kind of boring, benign, predictable bullshit, I cannot stand. And Kanye is someone who champions challenging that. So that's what I get excited about. That I, is definitely the best parts of being, a, one of the best parts of being a Kanye fan is, because I agree, there's nothing worse than being boring. If you're boring, then I just like don't have time for you. And Kanye is the least boring. Being a fan of his, like literally never stops paying off. Like he is in the news every other day, doing something, saying something, doing the craziest shit, and it's fantastic. I'm so glad you feel that way. I know I can, <laughs> I know you guys do feel that way, but you know how it is to feel alone in group conversations oh, sure. about that. That's what people hate about him, obviously. He's one of the biggest people on the planet, one of the most famous people in the world, and you feel like a minority when you like him. It's so weird. I know. I know. And a friend of mine, we would always talk about a friend who actually loves him. She couldn't, you know how you can't convince those people, no matter what you do? Yeah. And she just has resorted to just saying, well, you're wrong. <laughs> Because it's like, it really does kind of sum it up. And yeah. I, but I have this weird faith that I don't know if you guys have. I really, and I always say this, if, if I could just stand in front of anybody for four hours and explain <laughs> to them and play little sound clips of what I'm talking about, I, I really feel like I could convince any human being why he's as important as I think he is. But yeah. I don't have that time and nobody else wants to give me that time. So... <laughs> Well, here you can have two, three, what is it, Travis, maybe four hours? Maybe four <laughs> hours of your time and we'll get into it. But I think I think that's true. Like if you could do uh, like a university class on Kanye's music and the depth behind it, it's just like uh, they did, what was it, uh, Yeathoven? Yeah, Yeathoven. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, out in L.A., which was, uh, I think it was it a college but a high school or maybe it was a college that put together like a Kanye mashed up with Beethoven but explained how Kanye and Yeezus used a lot of elements from classical music and was actually really in-depth and there were people that are just like oh I hate Kanye but this is actually really cool you're just like yeah there's actually like a lot of like you can hear a Chris Brown track and be like that's a great song but it's like that's not that's not art necessarily in terms of like somebody crafting something in ways that takes kind of the skill and technique that you see both like production wise and narratively in a lot of Kanye's work yeah exactly and I've actually been wondering if that's what you guys are kind of secretly up to or maybe you've said it and I haven't heard but being that you are truly analyzing every single lyric of every single Kanye song are you intending, I mean, you guys could co-teach an amazing university class on this. Are you thinking about anything like that? Oh, that's, that's a I good question. I am now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that there you go. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know if it's something we're looking to pursue immediately, but if somebody out there listening. <laughs> maybe wants, Kanye. Uh, yeah, maybe Kanye <laughs> wants us to give a talk by, by all means. <laughs> he would. I mean, we know means. he's listening. He will eventually. I really believe that he will. I wanted to tell you guys that. I'm not just trying to flatter you. I feel like eventually he's going to catch on to this. <laughs> yeah, I think so. 
Hopefully. I mean, by the time we're on, like, song 105, like, maybe somebody will be like, do you know there's a podcast that's gone through? Do you know there's two insane people who won't stop talking about you? They've dedicated over 200 hours of time to... I, I really music. think it'll, the Kanye should do the right thing and spend as much time in the studio with us as we've spent with each other talking about him. That'd be nice. I just really want to have like a my my ideal is that we do a sleepover where oh, we stay sure. up all night and we just have like movies and music and we just watch movies with Kanye and just get his Stanley thoughts. Kubrick and, movies and yeah. <laughs> I love it, and I love it when Travis, you get really excited by Kanye's uh, direct addresses in his song. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's, I do. <laughs> you, it's a little you, embarrassing. No, because I love that too. I'm right on board, and I'm like that with a lot of writers who I worship. Where when when something is like, I don't know, suddenly they really are talking to me. I get way too excited about it. So I'm right there <laughs> with you. <laughs> I think that gets at what you were talking about earlier about crossing lines necessarily like so much art is about keeping up those walls that's why in theater when they'd break the fourth wall sometimes that was always really engaging when the character on stage like looks at the audience and whispers something so to have that happen whether it's in literature when the character suddenly addresses the reader the narrator does or in film or even in music the way Kanye does it's just out of the norm yeah, he even does it on talk shows because you're right. Like talk shows have this like weird structure that's really innately kind of boring, and it's just two people talking at each other. To where Kanye constantly turns to the crowd and is like pouring his soul out to them. It's just on another level. Yeah, and as you guys have noticed too, uh, even the way he deals with paparazzi, it is different than just when um, other celebrities sort of attack back. There's an actual conversational element, like that one, you guys brought it up, and I can't even remember what it is, where he really stopped in the gas station parking lot and had a full-on conversation trying to get him to understand, and how he does that in all of the talk show interviews, as one of you guys yeah. mentioned, looking into the audience instead of always looking at Ellen or whoever the hell he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Fucking such an, an awareness of the people that are around, and not just trying to build up these walls, but to break them down, which is, which is really cool. And what you were talking about with uh, the VMAs and how big of a moment that was for you, I remember, because it was a very similar thing with me to where 808s was kind of the thing that got me paying attention to Kanye. And when the VMAs happened, I just thought it was the most ridiculous and shocking thing that I had seen, but in like a good way. Like I was, I was like, this is real. Like somebody did this. This is amazing. Like, how Kanye went up, like uh, Taylor's face, the reaction. I watched that video of it happening like 30 times, just like we live in this world. <laughs> oh, so you loved it too. Uh, yeah, that's exactly, and that's a more appropriate response. Honestly, perhaps mine being so 100% into it was a little bit weird on my part, <laughs> but Chris, that's how I would have expected any thinking person to react to that. Like, um, back to the theater, you know, it really is one of those moments you don't expect, and it's exciting. Yeah, I'm glad that you saw that, and I'm glad, obviously, you guys wouldn't think that it's upsetting that I felt <laughs> proud of him or happy about no. it, but uh, so many people 
that's what I mean God I even get into it with my parents they still you know like a <laughs> typical American family no offense to my typical American family but really can't seem to get over it and understand you know that's anytime I talk about going to when I went to the famous premiere and told my parents about it they're like why are you going to go see that asshole again or whatever? <laughs> and I just have to laugh and, and not talk too much or I'll have to send this little poster to them again. <laughs> I wouldn't even try talking about Kanye if my parents. That is not worth it. You should, uh, you should print out like business cards and just give them to people or like stickers. <laughs> I, need, I really need to. I did think about it because I... I can I can sense when this is happening and I'm going to be on a roll and I just kind of feel it's a weird dichotomous feeling where I'm like I'm about to launch into this they don't want to hear it but I can't stop right now and so Absolutely. I didn't even get out a card you're right <laughs> you're in you're it and the you Lord's work. can't get out <laughs> exactly well, so the VMA event happens and you now have this huge newfound. Um, not attraction to Kanye, but like uh, respect for Kanye, interest in Kanye. What happens at that point with your relationship with his music? Do you go back and just start listening to 808s nonstop? Do you revisit his older albums and start appreciating those? You What's know, a- yeah, I, d- I did try to go back and I didn't, again, I didn't fall in line uh, even at that point to those earlier albums, but 808s, that's exactly what I did. And I, it was just the soundtrack for me for a really long time. Um, and I think I just started to research him a little more. Like, I remember getting excited that he was from Chicago because I'm from Nebraska. Not that that's the same thing, but I was like, all right, another <laughs> person I love from the Midwest because I do tend to just be attracted to Midwestern uh, people who create anything. So that was exciting. And then honestly, I just had to wait for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to come out. And, you know, (laughs) I honestly didn't know how, how in love with him I was going to be, even though I loved that. I, I thought, okay, I like him as a person. I'll probably continue to love him as a person. Maybe not his music, but Number one, as a visual artist, right away what I saw before I heard my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was the George Kondo paintings that were the five different covers for that album. Those things are so insanely cool. Aren't they? And I wanted to, here's a little side, I'll I'll come into your course that you're going to teach at at the university (laughs) and I'll teach just, you know, like a 20 minute course on why I think those five covers still summarize Kanye's life and career. They are so perfect each five of them are so necessary each five of them that was a weird way to say it but you guys get it so george kondo is someone i've loved since i was in high school and he's not i wouldn't say most of my artist friends they're not as in love with him as i am but anyway so i was so blown away by that already knew i was in for something good and i didn't i don't really always pay attention to the videos but along with kind of non-stop playing the album and immediately being just kind of, I don't even know, bewitched by it. Um, my friend showed me, what is the, well, I guess the long film for Runaway, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. It's, it's called yeah. Runaway. Runaway. Okay. So, oh my God. And I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. So when that procession comes out, I, 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 everything about it, I, I remember I, I cried when I watched it, and I couldn't It's one of the talk. best movies ever. Isn't it? I really, and you guys know film, so you would know. I mean, I trust, <laughs> I'm going to default to your opinions. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Uh, it's 
amazes me every time I get into it. Like Travis, I I've only watched it like a two times now. Travis introduced it to me the first time and it's just such a sumptuous visual experience that just has you going like what it's constantly challenging you to like keep up with it rather than just like sitting back and being like la 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 like predictable story beats you're just like what is this thing yeah it follows no like linear like well there's a linear path i guess but it doesn't really follow like typical movie structure (laughs) like it's just kind of random there's all these weird vignettes going on yeah yeah i think it fits with what kanye was doing at the time because we talk a lot about how 808s and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy were still kanye finding himself as a narrative artist Mm -hmm. and how he really hones that on yeezus and the life of pablo and i do think runaway is kind of that same thing if he were to do a uh, a movie at this point i feel like it would be done in a much more contained way than what runaway was not necessarily Mm -hmm. like more predictable or less avant-garde but just something that's a little less um uh, not disconnected, but you think it would be more focused? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like this one's a little loose in its structure and its uh, like connective tissue, and I feel like he would do something that's just tighter. But that also makes it like so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I love about what you guys are doing on the podcast too is noticing these things. If the whole thing is just a big timeline, or I imagine as a big landscape of his attitudes and behaviors around expressing himself, how certain things are necessary. And now obviously for a video, as you guys uh, explained on the Wolves video episode, yeah, it, it, that's tighter and more focused. And even though it's a Steve McQueen film, um, all day, which I got to see, is that out online, you guys? Because I got to see it at a museum here, or did you? Mm. Oh, the know. all day, I feel like that? Yeah. Um, I only watched, yeah, it's on, at least somebody has it on streamable. Okay. Um, so you've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis, did you get to watch it? I remember it at the time, but I haven't seen it since. It's, it's so... like the, the, the yeah, that push pull with the camera. Yeah, the push pull, like, yeah. And he's just roaming around in this kind of enclosed space. It, so right. seeing it at the museum projected i don't even know how enormous and there was bass coming out of the entire and this is a this is lacma it's a huge museum but it was just outrageous and i've never i mean i go to museums all the time and galleries i've never experienced where you're approaching one of the gallery spaces and from outside i saw the bushes shaking they had the most amazing sound in that space. And that video, I mean, I, I guess I need to call it a film. It was so good to me. I watched it at least, I think I stood there and watched it, I think, 18 times in a row. I would not leave. So I was a huge Ooh. fan of that. And I know I'm jumping ahead, so I'm sorry. But since I did, I mean, I know we're talking about Runaway and that album yeah. still. But so Jump I have, ahead. I'm just so glad you guys are encouraging me to watch more of the videos because I do... Um, I'm not online a lot. As I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I'm a lot older than you guys. So even when you talk about Reddit, I've got to be honest, I don't even know what Reddit is, to be fully honest with you. No clue. <laughs> but you still enjoy it. Do you want to know what I think it is based on your discussions of Reddit? Yeah, please. Absolutely. This sounds amazing. Okay, I'm imagining it like um, an IMDB message board for just like life or any topic. Is that what it is? <laughs> 
pretty much. Sort of. Yeah, it's like uh, people make topics, and then when you click on the topic, it has uh, nestled commentary, and people can upvote or downvote. So the most upvoted posts go to the top. And it's sort of like this... um, you get communities then around it. So you'll have people that can come in. You don't have to be part of the community, but a lot of people will uh, become part of that and you'll have the same people contributing. But it's just so many different conversations going on. Pretty much any topic you can think of, there's a subreddit for it. Ah. So uh, like the Kanye one has 37,000 subscribers. Whoa. But right before uh, Life of Pablo came out, it only had like 15 so it's jumped up a lot. Oh my god! Yeah. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. So and, like when Pablo was coming out, there was like obviously a lot of Kanye fans were losing their minds because it just wouldn't come out, <laughs> and they kind of had only had our Kanye to go to and kind of just bullshit until the thing did come out. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. So I could have used a little Reddit in my life at that time because I'm just sitting here could have. getting upset by myself without being able to express <laughs> it. Okay, that makes sense. I'm glad I brought that up because I was a little intimidated to even talk to you guys because that is the thing is that I'm hugely involved in listening to Kanye constantly and any appearances I hear about, but I'm not as like on the pulse just because I don't, I'm not really on my computer that much, if that makes sense. So (laughs) I do my best. I'm constantly on these walls drawing. So it's a little hard for me, but if I, I I just wanted to admit that I should have admitted that earlier, but (laughs) (laughs) no, that's okay. I mean, Reddit's huge, but it's still something where I think a lot of people just, it's not part of their, uh, web browsing experience but it has a lot of cool stuff and for there's a lot of people that i see on there that say very similar things to what uh the three of us have all said that we felt alone in our fandom and you know you go there and it's really nice to find people that are just really like all about kanye and want to have these conversations and want to have inside jokes about it and want to like vent about people that don't understand kanye it's yeah. it's a good community to have. All right. Well, see, you did a little plug for Reddit. I'm exci- I'm glad that I encouraged <laughs> it. Yeah, they really need plugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So do let's see. Should I keep talking about then album by album? Oh, here we go. It's Watch the Throne time. So sorry, you guys. <laughs> um, all right. So I won't get too much into it, but if you don't mind. So what happened was. Okay, obsessed with my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Can't say enough good things about it. Started to understand Kanye's music more, uh, his narrative abilities, his power, basically. And then Watch the Throne, I was at a residency somewhere. I don't even know where the hell I was, but I was, like, stuck (laughs) in the middle of nowhere near Lake Michigan somewhere. And um, I knew that album was coming out, but I couldn't get to. I couldn't do anything. I didn't even have wireless but some kids who were in the cafeteria or kitchen or whatever had gotten it, I guess, because I go in to get my banana and yogurt one morning, and they are blasting No Church in the Wild, and I had no idea. I I didn't even, I mean, I knew it once I started to hear it, but right away, the intro lyrics to that song and the whole album, I was like, 
Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty impactful beginning. And it was really, again, I have a lot of these experiences where really loud Kanye has entered into my life in good ways. And so <laughs> it was super loud. No one could talk in the little cafeteria. And I was completely, um, I just basically couldn't wait to get home and get the album and be obsessed with it, which which I was. Uh, I, I know maybe you guys, I know I'm nervous to talk about uh, about this album with you guys, but we'll get into it maybe another time, right? <laughs> I love the album, so. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Oh. I dig it. All right, all right, that's good. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, <laughs> and what else happened with that album? I don't really know other than, I also, there's an accessibility to it that I didn't anticipate appreciating necessarily, but it did help me in my case to win over people who weren't so sure about Kanye because it's still confusing to me that people love Jay-Z more than Kanye a lot of times. And so this is a great album for talking to those people who think that they like Jay-Z more, and then you'll kind of go, well, what about this? I I don't know. It's a a tool (laughs) I use. I don't know if you guys agree. (laughs) Oh, that's actually pretty smart because Kanye with Jay-Z is sort of his most, I think, uh, tamed but mainstream kind of appeal, more so in recent years. Like, still, I think if Kanye were still putting out albums like Late Registration, you wouldn't have to be defending anything. People would just be like, oh, yeah, like Chris Brown. Chris Brown keeps putting out just, like, pop music and people forgive him for anything yeah where i hear his voice and i still get like very angry um (laughs) but i feel like kanye doing watch the throne with jay-z brought him back and reminded people of that early album kanye and they're sort of like yeah i this guy's smart he has funny lines like these songs are awesome it really is a I never thought about using that on people. Yeah, I think it, it kind of works. I won't say 100%. Um, <laughs> oh, and then also, this was my first time I got to see Kanye live. So when the Watch the Throne tour came, oh, God. I, I mean, I couldn't wait to go there. I remember I even like planned out my outfit like I was a fucking kindergartner <laughs> going to school or something. Like For weeks ahead, I knew what I was wearing. Um, and I was, I was blown away, and that was a really good show so that that yeah. was also kind of me getting even further into him in that way did you guys see that tour I, well, I, we've never seen him i i have well i was supposed to see him oh, on right. that tour but i tore my meniscus oh. and had like a bucket handle tear so my the ligament was caught in my knee oh. so like usually if you tear a meniscus you can still like kind of walk yeah. but i couldn't do anything so I was trying to move back to Ohio from Asheville, North Carolina. I was supposed to go see him in Charlotte. And I was like, I would have everything I own in my car, and I don't feel comfortable leaving, like, a 50-inch TV in the backseat of my car while I'm, like, just in a concert for four hours. So oh, I'm I, uh, so sorry. Didn't go. But I, I got to see him at the X Games here uh, in 2014. Oh, wow. 20, That's yeah, 14. great. Yeah, that was cool, but I that Watch a Thro- Sh- Throne concert, I'm sure, was uh, just pretty epic. It was great, and I'm sure you guys have read about it. Um, you know, they did, <laughs> they did niggas in Paris ten times in a row. Have you guys seen video of that? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, again, I wasn't online. I didn't know this was something they were doing everywhere, and this was, like, at that point, 
Los Angeles was the record. So even those who knew they might do it like four times in a row or something were made. It was just the weirdest experience and so goddamn funny, you guys, to like sit there and be like, are they? It, That'd especially be awesome. with the way that song, the intro to that song, it, it was so funny to hear that go on that many times in a row. It was really one of the weirder things anyone's ever done <laughs> in any show in the history of my 40 years of being alive. So that was pretty great. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, the energy as, like, you know, maybe in the middle of the song, like, the fifth time you're hearing it, you're just like, okay, you know, I'm okay with them moving on to a next one after this. But as the music <laughs> comes on again, you're just excited all over again. Like, they're doing it again. That's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. It, it was exactly like that where you're se- – it's one of those moments, too, where you're suddenly friends with everyone in the vicinity because <laughs> you're just dying laughing so hard at the ridiculousness of it. so And you could tell they <laughs> thought it was hilarious, too. So that was pretty amazing. <laughs> well, and good so, for them to be able to keep going. I feel like that would be harder like for them than anyone else. I know. To do that <laughs> and to do it pretty much every night of the tour. I mean, not 10 yeah. times, but... Um, so that was there. And then, Jesus, and we're all together on this one. I mean... I think it was you, Chris, who said maybe you heard blood on the leaves while you're in the shower or something and started crying. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, I did start crying. I just like had to jump out of the shower. Like I he, jumped out of the shower. He uses the shower as a, an excuse that he was. <laughs> yeah. But I was like showering and the music was playing, so I could barely hear some of the other tracks. But as blood of the, on the leaves was going on, I like got out of the shower and stood there like dripping water all over the floor, just like in awe of the music what i love this story i love that i made you tell it again you could tell it in every podcast and i wouldn't be bored yeah but i mean that i have no idea why this happened but that was the first song i listened to when i got it and i did cry i guess i turned my crying into your own tears Chris. but I, I was i i still don't really know how to talk about it it's hard for me to even talk about the album in general because that's how much I love it, and I have a tendency, like, you, I don't know, talk to me about Taylor, because I hate her so much right now, I could talk nonstop, <laughs> and I could be amazing at that. But sometimes when something's, like, resting in my heart and soul and brain the way that album does, it's real hard for me to get the words across. Just, I've got to admit that, but... So I guess that sums it up. Like, I love it that much. It started a kind of almost fiendish preoccupation with him and his music <laughs> and his story and what what's next with him always. And so, uh, and New Slaves is hands down my favorite track of all Kanye's um, music. So I just want to state that for the record as well. Wow. Nice. Oh, so uh, what was your relationship like with that album was it how have you gone from uh like were there songs that you initially weren't all that into and you had periods where like that song was your song and yet you keep coming back to new slaves like has your relationship with the album changed over the last few years um i'm trying to think if it's changed i just continue to like it even more yeah i would say embarrassingly at first i loved all three, four, tra- is it four tracks up to New Slave? Yeah, all those first four, yeah. I always knew those were my jams. I couldn't stop. I mean, and Blood on the Leaves, wherever that falls. The rest of them, though, to be Sorry. honest, I was kind of like, I-, I didn't love them. I really had a problem with Bound 2 for a while. Um, I just thought mm-hmm. it was really 
not impressive to me. It's still not a favorite, I'll say that, but I've grown to like it a little more. But what I was going to say that's embarrassing is so the first four tracks on Yeezus and then um, Blood on the Leaves, those were up there, but still songs like Power and even some songs on Watch to the Throne were ahead of a lot of Yeezus. And this is still hard for me, actually, and you guys probably relate. I mean, thinking of albums, I love it's hard, Yeezus and The Life of Pablo the most, but there are tracks that will still get to me more than certain tracks on the albums I love the most. Definitely. That's, that's just mm-hmm. how it goes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so, because I agree, Yeezus and Life of Pablo are GOAT. They are easily the best, but sometimes I think about it, and I feel like there are maybe three or four tracks on both My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus that are better than anything on The Life of Pablo. It's just The Life of Pablo's cohesiveness that really makes it, like, unlistenable like forever to me yeah and it and there's something else because i mean there are some i hate intermission tracks i hate little skits on any (laughs) album like i'm just like can i i I haven't erased them from my list here so i will listen to silver surfer and all that but it drives me crazy but it somehow (laughs) doesn't diminish the impact that album has for me and I support Kanye in his decision making and, you know, the, now skipping <laughs> ahead to the life of Pablo because it's like a living, breathing album or it was for so long. That's sort of the fun in that whole album as well. But um, anyway, I hope. Yeah. Thank you, guys. You, you're putting better terminology to all of this. A lot of this is just still <laughs> a little raw. Again, I don't get to text you guys about it or anybody so it's kind of just <laughs> we are we literally do nothing else we are constantly <laughs> texting about kanye yeah we we have like a, a three-person kanye text message conversation that's been going on like every day since february wow that's amazing that's yeah i mean it comes through i can tell you guys do that's why the podcast works so well <laughs> thank you well, it's moving so you had Jesus and being able to feast on Yeezus for all that time, as everything was building up to the life of Pablo and the release of Life of Pablo, what were your uh, first thoughts when you were hearing all the stuff about So Help Me God, Swish, hearing All Day, and um, like only one and four or five seconds, and whether those are going to be on the albums or not? Yeah, I was a little, <laughs> I don't know about you guys or if you've talked about it, I was actually a little nervous, and maybe it was almost um here's how i would liken it to a human relationship it's all i felt like oh i don't want to love him too much because uh i feel like i'm gonna get hurt if this is bad so i started to believe (laughs) i really truly started to believe in my head this isn't gonna be good he's getting a little nuts i don't know if i'm gonna like this um and I don't know why I thought that. It was a weird psychological trick I was playing on myself. And oh, and I also, so it was supposed to be called Waves. Is that right? Am I remembering correctly? Yeah, at one point for like a day. Yeah, it flipped a whole bunch. (laughs) So, so help me God to swish to Waves for like a day. Okay. (laughs) And then back to life of pablo yeah yeah so that was making me nervous too i don't know why but that one day when waves was an option i was into that i was being real nitpicky about everything and being an artist it like you know this is how i make a living making visual art and pablo like to the, the okay the title the life of pablo 
really, until I listen to the album, I've forgiven it, but I don't love it. And it's not that I don't like Pablo Picasso. It's not that I don't get what Kanye's doing. So that was another initial impression was I was like, this is sort of like, I would have, I kind of like the other title, not Swish. I wouldn't have preferred that, but so I was a little, but again, I was just being weird. I, when the, when the album cover was released, didn't love that. I've grown to love it. My friend who loves Kanye said, she's like, just wait, you'll like it eventually. And I do like it now. Um, it's, a, it's always true. I know it is true. Um, so I guess that's kind of how I felt leading up to it. And then I guess I heard it, um, at the Madison square gardens. You know, I heard parts of it there while I was watching that and, Again, it took me maybe five minutes. I guess, I mean, did we hear Ultra Light Beam first that night? I can't, or that day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. Oh, my God. So, you know, you're not hearing it exactly properly, obviously, but I, I kind of, for, for like a little bit of time, I wanted to be, oh, man, I don't know about this gospel thing. But then immediately I could kind of sense that it was completely brilliant. And then when I really heard the album, so Ultra Light Beam, I would say, is my second favorite Kanye track of all time. And it's definitely my favorite track on The Life of Pablo. And I am definitely obsessed with it so much so that there's this piece over here on top. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> uh, so that piece will be called. Oh, you can't really see it. But it's, uh, can you see those light beams at all or not? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So that piece is sort of about that song and that'll definitely be titled that and my next show might even be titled that so you know obviously fully on board with everything about the life of pablo <laughs> specifically ultra light yeah. theme <laughs> well you've been sneaking little pictures of kanye into all of your work so it was just a precursor to this exactly this one's a little more maybe a little more over the top in a way that yeah i can't <laughs> stop it anymore it's gonna it was it's very kanye of you <laughs> thank you lt i love well, hearing that <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's probably cool seeing like you know George Kondo who's this famous artist has done work that's just like Kanye specific and it's iconic and I think that's probably cool to see that a person that you've respected for a while has done Kanye inspired work yeah and she's like yeah I can do Kanye inspired work yeah absolutely and yeah maybe now I'm not hiding it because I think I was hiding it before and I don't know why I guess now I'm just like yeah I am owning my obsession I don't care what anybody says I'm I wear my <laughs> Yeezus shirts out in the world I have my famous shirt now from the premiere I mean like there's there's no way I'm loud and proud a huge Kanye fan now. Where I did I didn't keep it under wraps, but you're <laughs> right. The George Kondo thing is pretty uh, remarkable, and I don't know that many other artists who actually make <laughs> Kanye centric work, but they should. I'll, well, I'll be fans if they are. Like uh, it was Vanessa Bancroft oh. said that she's just only worked with Kanye now. That's like all that she does, which is just like she was a a well known like famous artist and she's just like i respect kanye so much like he's my dude yeah and he <laughs> improved her in my opinion like their collaborations made her so much better i've always known about her and liked her but i think that's when she came to life for me that's the beauty of those kind of collaborations uh mm -hmm. so yeah uh, you being a visual artist, what was your reaction to Famous and the experience of being there for Famous, just as a fan, but also as 
Oh, God. I You and what you do. Uh, well, this is embarrassing because we'll try to remember that no one knew what was going to happen that night. So <laughs> it sounds crazy when I tell people this, but when it was first happening, when the, when the video actually started to play and the panning across happened, I truly, when you first see Taylor, I really thought it could be her. It didn't look fake at all, especially the way it was projected in that room and everything at the forum. And even as it went on, I was still like, because I think we live in a time period where that could be possible, that all of these people are in on some <laughs> insane, all of these stories are fake. Everything, I didn't even know. I mean, eventually, I think when I saw Bill Cosby, I don't know when it was, but eventually I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, now I'm getting it. But it was, okay, it was the most amazing. Ex I would say it's my favorite Kanye, seeing Kanye in real life moment. And I've also seen 808s performed at the Hollywood Bowl recently. Oh, wow. you were there for I that. I was there for that, yeah. You guys got to move to L.A. These things are easy to get to. Like, everything's 20 minutes from me. That was So, yeah, I got really lucky um, for both of those things. But the famous premiere was out of control. First of all, I arrived <laughs> thinking I had the worst seats ever because I was on the floor, but I was really far back, and I was kind of upset. But then when I got there, because I was a dork, like I got there as early as you could get in, I start going to my seat, and, and there are like eight dudes really excited about something and looking up, and it turns out I had a seat basically with a front row view of Kanye and the Kardashians and everyone showing Whoa. up because they're just on Ooh. the next level overseeing everything. And Kanye's just sitting there laughing, talking, talking to the sound guys. And we got to, all of us got to watch that for a half hour without a lot of people around. And just, and he's looking at us. Whoa. I mean, we're like 25 feet from him. It was absolutely crazy. Um, you didn't try to touch him? Oh my God. <laughs> I would have had to have had some super amazing jumping <laughs> skills, but yeah, I should have attempted it. I would have been kicked out so quickly. <laughs> you may have. I can see you going full on nuts. Um, so yeah, it was, that was great. And then the, also the sound, I can't remember who it was, but someone remixed parts of Father Stretch My Hands, both of them. And it was like, again, the Haunting. it was, it was so beautiful. And my bangs, I have bangs on my hair, and there was something about the bass there, too. I don't know why I keep talking about bass <laughs> quality, but my bangs were flying off of my head and back onto my head with the bass, and I have never had that. Uh. And again, the crowd was all like looking at each other like, is this really happening? I've never heard sound like that. <laughs> so that the, just the kind of prolonged intro to it was beautiful and anticipatory and and then he suddenly stops everything from happening. Is like, we're not ready yet. We got to wait for people to get their merch. And so everyone stops and goes in line to get drinks and then immediately calls everyone back in. So he's like playing games <laughs> with us and we go back in and it happens. And I loved it. I think, I think it's the best Kanye video. I'm, I don't know. I love it. Absolutely. I, I'm a hundred percent on board with it. I, uh, I don't even know where to go from there, but it was great. And it was a crazy <laughs> thing to be there for the premiere and to hear all the fallout after getting to see it in real life with Kanye. So excited. You, I don't know. Did they show how happy his face was on the streaming of it? Yeah, I had to leave. So I saw like everything up until the video like showed okay. i think it was like 803 i had to go and i was like no <laughs> and then like i was gone but he looked really excited and like busy right before but yeah um 
I'm sure he was just overjoyed. He was dying. <laughs> it was such a crazy thing to get to see him that close, just freaking out and watching the crowd. Because you can't just watch it and not look back at him when you're that close to the man himself. And to see Kim, <laughs> right. like, kind of weirdly supervising the whole thing. It was a very interesting <laughs> play to watch on top of watching the premiere video. So it was one of the great... Yeah. I, I was excited and happy for, like, six or seven days afterwards. I, I Really. <laughs> and I wore that shirt every single day. I mean, it's been it's been a great my life's been. I don't know how you come down from that high. (laughs) I don't know that I have actually. It hasn't been that long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so what are you've given us your top two? What are your top five Kanye songs? Um, Let's see. Did I write it? I felt like I write it. I write it down. What am I talking about? Um, (laughs) Okay, let's think about this. Oh. you know, power is still up there. I didn't write it down at all, but I would say, okay, off the top of my head, I'm going to go New Slaves, Ultralight Beam, Power. Um, I think FML is up there. And this is, but I think wow. Who Gonna Stop Me? I'm embarrassed to say that too, <laughs> but that's now. something about that track, like, injects me with something that I need on the daily. So. Okay, that's an embarrassing list. Let me get back to you guys because uh, I probably have a more <laughs> definitive list. I have like my favorite Pablo's listed, and I have uh, all of the ones you guys have done. Um, I have my top ten of the ones you guys have done so far. So, uh, ooh, what okay. are those? Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, number one, Ultra Light Beam. Number two, Father Stretch My Hands. One, then part two, then Black Skinhead, then Say You Will, then Facts, then Welcome to Heartbreak, then Heartless, then Good Morning, which, by the way, is my alarm clock song every morning, and then <laughs> Gold Digger. Uh, Interesting. You guys have done all of those, right? That's an accurate list. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That is... It's so, um... Facts. I was gonna say facts. I know you guys do yeah, not dig facts. I've no, I mean, you like it, but I can tell you got your problems with it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I like it. It's just, it's um, always interesting to me when people like Jordan, um, who's on the show, he adores facts so much too. So it's always just uh, fascinating to me how Kanye can have tracks like that to where some people that are huge Kanye fans are just like, you know, that one's okay with me. And then other ones are just like, you know, this song just, yeah. <laughs> I know. I can't really explain it either. But, I mean, I would say it's further down the list probably on the life of Pablo. But based on the ones you guys have done, since I don't sure. dig on, I mean, I, I I really try to listen to the earlier albums. and I, I But I am one of the rare Kanye fans who's just like, just not on board i i I try and i try and it's just not probably gonna happen for me so (laughs) you've seen the light yeah (laughs) well somebody on our kanye the other day was like you know what are kanye's like best songs and i was like well narratively and from this and i just (laughs) listed the songs he's like there's nothing from college dropout like (laughs) late late registration or graduation i was just like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. It makes me sad to admit it, but it's true. I'm glad you understand. I do love, did I mention, I love Can't Tell Me Nothing. on. That's on graduation, right? Um, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah. God. I'm obsessed with that song. I could repeat those lyrics all the time. And, oh, oh I want to say also, <laughs> speaking of lyrics, 
So I have a whole, I've got a lot of lyric sheets that I've just handwritten um, of Kanye songs in my studio. Like, I need Kanye's lyrics. So I know one of the final points on a story a is what impact he's had on my life, which I think it's been obvious so far. But <laughs> honestly, I, just like anybody, I mean, I struggle with all sorts of things in my life. And without the lyrics of Kanye West, I truly think my life would be more difficult than it already is and he makes me feel so much stronger and so much more well you know how he's gotten into this thing kind of recently where he's like that's not regular always saying not regular <laughs> that kind of that's like a mantra in my head like not that I th it's not a delusion of like relating to Kanye well it kind of is yes it is I'm <laughs> But it really, really, he helps me feel so much better about who I am. This is so embarrassing that I'm even saying this. But I think you guys know what I mean, right? Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, I, I think a lot of people, I mean, that's a weird thing with celebrity. It's not just the obsession with the gossip or, like, their clothes or their work. There's something about... Um, the void they fill in our lives that can be really helpful. I mean, it can go off into scary degrees every now and then, but in general, it's just a lot of the times celebrities can give us ideals or at least inspiration that can be, you know, really the bedrock to a lot of our days. Was one of those scary scenarios two nerds starting a podcast about him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it's a day of like, we're hanging out in Calabasas being like, it's does Kanye come to the Starbucks? Is this the Equinox where Kanye works out at? Like, uh, then you guys have no idea. Until recently, I lived uh, one exit away from well, where all the Kardashians live. So, because I, I lived what? up in the valley, and yeah, so I would see your girl Chloe all the time. Oh my god, I want to. Yeah, marry but her. I didn't care. I didn't care as much. But I was always on the lookout for Kanye. And by the way, my husband works in a field that I'm not really allowed to. To say much about, but he has dealt with the Kardashians and Kanye many times, huh. and all all great things to say, which does doesn't um, isn't very common for what my <laughs> husband does. So there's the good news of the Whoa. day. Too. That's that's yeah. awesome. Well, oh, but really quick, can I say another thing? I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, Chris, please. on to on your point there. I yeah, I mean, just specifically, I lost a lot of work in Hurricane um, Sandy in New York. I lost five years worth of my work in, oh, in a no. flood. Yeah, and it was a really rough oh. time. And I just remember like certain lyrics keeping me going, like uh, the lyrics for Power when he says, "At the end of the day, how does it go?" God damn um, it, I'm I killing this shit. Yeah, I know damn well y'all feeling this shit. I, I needed that so badly because right before that happened, um, this one piece that I worked on for three years was like kind of outright ignored by everybody. And I was like a slave to this piece, 18 hour days for three years straight, except for 12 days of my life. And I was like losing my mind over it and stuff. And it really was the best thing I ever made. And then it gets ruined in the flood. And there was just something about that. It seriously kept me going through the worst time of my life. So... It's amazing. Uh, that song specifically, yeah. So there you go. I've, I know. <laughs> see, you got to stop me because I don't even know how long we've been talking. Doesn't matter. But, yeah, that doesn't. Uh, it always goes longer than 
whatever should we it, anticipate or yeah <laughs> um i wanted to say that we've already recorded the power episode actually because we had to stockpile a little bit and my weight kanye what was god damn it i'm killing this shit whatever that line is <laughs> not because i think it's a bad line and i even think i love the way he says it i just think out of context it's kind of like just kind of lame yeah, it is oh totally but That's it, what it I love works about when it. you're listening to it yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, goddamn, I'm killing this shit. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I know, like, he doesn't trust what people are thinking. I know damn well y'all feeling this shit. It's That's so what good. I just, I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that, like, that next part, too, it's just so funny. Like, I don't need your pussy, bitch. I'm on my own dick. Yeah. I got a power trip. <laughs> who are you going home trip? with? Who are you like, going home with? Who are you going God. home with? Like, if I had an ounce of the confidence of Kanye West, I can't even imagine what I would be capable of. You know, those kind of lyrics are so... And that's what we all love about Kanye, too, is, like, he knows that's funny. That's what all of these basic bitches in the world don't understand. Like, you don't think Kanye knows he's being funny? That's what drives me crazy. That's when I, you can see I'm getting amped up because yeah. how do they not get it? I don't understand. Right, like, I Am a God comes out, and people are just like, Kanye's... God, what the... How does he think he's a god? And you're just like, uh Shut up. Do you think it's Kanye thinks he's a god? And they're like, yeah, I do, because he's arrogant. And you're just like, god damn it. Like, <laughs> I, I know. I have a, uh, like a, a, t- a Yeezus tour shirt over here that I use as my rag in my studio. And even that alone gets people who don't know Kanye at all. They're like, Yeezus, what is that? Th- if they don't know, and they're like, oh, he thinks he's like Jesus. And I'm just like, I'm not even gonna- I can't even get into this with you. I, I just give up sometimes. That's why I get so happy once I do get to talk to people who understand. Because uh, it's it's hard to find, even still, somehow. Yeah. You know, it, it would be funny if you told them, they're like, does he think he's Jesus? And you're like, actually, he refers to his dick as Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks his penis is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> his penis By is Jesus. By the way, good, good job talking about that. Uh, what was that song you guys were, the one where he's featured, Pussy, what is it Pussy called? Print. Oh, Pussy Print. Pussy Print. You guys explained that really well. That was a really good episode. I liked it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Pussy you. Pussy Print is the weirdest phrase it's I've ever It's not okay. Heard. It's just, so not okay. <laughs> it makes me feel weird saying it. Yeah. Like, me too. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that song? Put, put, like, um, if there was a way to say it with, like, the asterisks that bleep out pussy i would do that there's really not any way around it it's it's just the combination's weird like if i could say the word pussy just fine but like (laughs) just saying that with print is just so strange to me oh i know but that's why i was so thankful because i hadn't even listened to it yet to be honest and you're right kanye's voice is so weird in that track i can't even get over it but anyway i didn't know just hearing that as the title which by the way the first time i knew about it was your podcast coming up and i was like (laughs) pussy print i mean it just disturbed me on so many levels but you guys made it you eased me into it just fine i'm good that's good glad we could provide that service um well so before we get into uh, keeping up with the Kardashian updates, is there anything more you want to say, or do you have any Jay-Z news that you'd like to talk about? I think I'm going to hand 
And the I don't have anything else to say. You guys have been super nice to me to let me talk way too much. <laughs> and I know because I feel like you guys were telling me you had some Jay-Z news. So I'm going to let you guys take over so that your audience has a break from my ass for a little while. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I, my only Jay-Z news actually involves you, Robin. Uh, Jay-Z <laughs> texted me today because I told him you were going to be on the podcast. And he got all excited and he looked you up on iTunes and he found that you had a podcast. And uh, he was he wanted to extend a request that you read uh, one of the Watch the Throne songs on your podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell him, done and done. If you could text him right when we get off. Sure, no problem. Uh, tell him, I'm going to be thinking about it. It might be who going to stop me, but I'll okay. keep thinking about it. Absolutely, great. that makes me honored that he wants to be a part of this. Okay, great. We got a live Jay-Z news update for once. There we go. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> That's really good, because my news was that uh, Jay-Z wanted to go to the Olympics, and he didn't realize that the Olympics actually weren't in uh, LA. Greece. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so he went to Greece, showing up for like all the Olympic stuff, and they're, they're like, the Olympics haven't been here in years. And he's like, but I, I read these books about the history of the Olympics, and they were always here. And they're like... No, no, Jay. They're actually in Brazil. <laughs> so Jay-Z was like, well, damn, like, do I want to go to Brazil? And he texted Travis and asked Travis what he thought. Yep. Travis and, told uh, him. And I told him, Jay, you know, I know you're bummed that the Ocarina of Time speedruns didn't make it into the Olympics, but you don't have to passive aggressively fight it by pretending you didn't go to the right place. Just hang out in Greece. We all know that's what you wanted to do and have a good time. <laughs> He's just trying to steal the spotlight, but not trying to do it too much. It's just, it's funny how he could be such a mega celebrity, but not, like, own it. You think he'd just show up in Brazil and be like, Jay-Z's in the house. <laughs> but instead, he does all these... And he gets right up front for the water polo match. He always go for, goes for the water polo matches. He loves it. He's lucky to have you guys help him through so many of his yeah, life I would troubles. actually be really worried about him if he didn't have our phone numbers to constantly text. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly such a brainiac. He doesn't know. Like, he Does he not look online very much? Because I know he's like doing, he's probably back in the world encyclopedias, like he at the just library asks us looking everything. up the living. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he doesn't like using his thumbs that much uh, for texting. Yeah, right. So it's. <laughs> Or not for texting, but for like doing other things. It's weird. Like he'll say that he doesn't mind texting, but like using his thumbs to search the internet and do things, well, or using his hands in that way, like stresses him out. It's mostly because he used to play in '64, and he would play the games where he had to spin the joystick really quick, and he kind of ruined his thumbs. So he doesn't using them just kind of hurts anymore. Yeah, it's a, it's really weird. It's a weird thing that he has. I mean, and that's the thing with celebrities, right? Like. You have your idea of them as a celebrity, but once you get to know them as people, they can be so strange. Yeah, <laughs> so you guys, strange. I mean, I don't know any like you guys do, but thank God we have your insights, for, yeah. you know, at least for yeah. him. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I wish I didn't know some of the details I do, but I mean, I gotta, <laughs> we gotta know about these things. That's true. I mean, it's weird going to like a Michelin star restaurant with Jay-Z and he pulls out a can of Chef Boyardee. Yeah. And it's just like, that was make a this, weird please. one. Yeah, never had that happen. Yeah, what's the his time... favorite drink? Like when he's at the restaurant with you guys, what does he drink? Uh, well, it used to be lemonade, but that's kind of a no-no these <laughs> oh, days. Oh yeah, I should have. Well, I should have known. <laughs> yeah, it was that for a long time, and then he was bringing his own concoctions. He was doing that for a while. Yeah. So I think he's a more of a YooHoo guy these days. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just getting back to like his childhood. He's really got to restructure his life in the wake of Lemonade. Yeah. Just like, who am I? He's doing good, though, lately. Um, He's learning to cook calamari. He's doing all kinds of fun stuff. (laughs) Well, you helped him with that. Yeah, that's not our That was all Chris. I can't take credit. Yeah, Chris, good job. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, it can be difficult. Leave it in the pan for too long, and it's just... He's got good teeth. I mean, you got to hand it to him. He chewed right through that shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. Where, like, me, I just had to, like spit it on out i have <laughs> nah, just weak little teeth they're always just <laughs> rattling in my mouth <laughs> well so what's the what's the keeping up with the kardashian update because this episode had one of the most magical kanye moments mm, literally of all time yeah um so oh. to preface robin have we talked did we talk about how you started watching keeping up since we started recording i, I think we did that before okay yeah so okay, let's cover so, that yeah, a little you, bit Okay, so I did not want to like this show. Everybody <laughs> listening, I love horrible TV. I've got <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210 on constantly, Dawson's <laughs> Creek, like a lot of dumb shit. I just went through all of the Hills episodes, for Christ's sake. <laughs> so it's not like I'm too cool for school here. It's just like I didn't want, I didn't want one more thing. You know, that, that's all it was. Right. And I also didn't know Kanye was going to be such a part of it in recent episodes, so... Um, but listening to this wonderful podcast that you guys are listening to now, <laughs> listeners, final, I loved hearing the Keeping Up with the Kardashian updates so much that I thought I was content just hearing the updates. And then <laughs> in the last, I don't know when I told you this, Travis, via email, but in the last couple of weeks, I remember it was a slippery slope. I turned one episode <laughs> on and I was fucking done for. I couldn't stop. It, it is like crack and like crack. I fucking love it. So now I'm, but I've been skipping around a lot. So I'm, I'm like sometimes on the early ones. I wanted to see Bruce and then I wanted to see Caitlin and seeing Kylie's transformation has been crazy. So I know. Anyway, so that's my deal is that I'm very new to the Kardashians, <laughs> the show anyway. And so it's been, I, I'm fully on board. Thank you for getting me into one other thing in my life. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so, yeah, we don't have a update from Anna, but we can cover it just fine, I think. Okay. Uh, and we are lucky this week because we had a plethora of Kanye in it. He was everywhere. Um, All and it, the time. <laughs> and I think the most the best part of it was just seeing him be a dad. Yeah. He is so cute with North and he does all these like really funny things that you we never get to see him doing. Yeah. It's so good. Um can I ask, have you seen any of those moments in previous episodes? Like for instance, the one I'm thinking of is um, for those who haven't seen it, he they're driving around in Cuba. So it's a Cuba trip. They're all in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And they all get to take these classic cars around. Like, they're chauffeured by these classic <laughs> automobiles. Really beautiful. And so they're convertibles. And when when okay so when they first arrive he kim and north are in the car and there's a beautiful lightning storm happening and uh north notices it first and then kanye's like yeah now i mean real excited like a little kid he's like now every time we see lightning we can go (laughs) (laughs) and so they all started to do that because kanye came up with it and and then later he's like every time i'm in a convertible i like to go whoop (laughs) <laughs> so, it was really weird to see yeah. him like that, but I loved it. Yeah, I, I love that he was 
Because he was like, all right, we'll do the woo thing. And then North just kept saying woo, even though there's no lightning. And kind of kept going, no, you got to wait. He like was getting slowly more frustrated. He's like, wait for the lightning. <laughs> yeah, he's directing. He's producing. You know? Yeah, always. <laughs> I love this idea that like this has been something that Kanye does in like music videos whenever they're in convertibles. And they have to be like, Kanye, 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 Kanye. We're getting the woos in the video. You got to just, you can't woo. And Kanye's like, but I can't not woo. Why are you trying he to stop can't. me wooing? That's what he said. He was so into it. He, I mean, that was just the cutest moment. He was like a little kid in that moment. And he did. So he loved the look of Cuba. He loved the colors. He even said all of Cuba. Did he say something like all of Cuba has a Yeezy vibe or something like that? <laughs> right. He did. And he said he wanted to for, uh, film a music video there. Uh, that's right. Oh, and why don't you tell the magical story from this episode, please? Okay, so this was the possibly the greatest Kanye moment of all time. It was um, <laughs> North. <laughs> so Kim, uh, Kanye, and North are all walking together, and Kim or, and North has like something behind her back, and Kanye is like, "What do you have, Northy?" And she just pulls out a stick with a leaf on it. She's like, "A stick and a leaf." <laughs> Um, and then Kanye goes, that's a magic stick. And then Kim just immediately goes, Kanye, no, like, don't say that. And Kanye's just kind of laughing. He's like, why? And then Kiss, when Kim leans in, whispers, because that's, it's a, that's a dick. <laughs> like magic stick stands for dick. And then he just goes, oh, like he had no idea. No clue. And he was really like he his voice sounded reprimanded. He was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." It was something. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like so "Okay." Funny. <laughs> it was just incredible. You you could tell, like, there's no acting in that moment. It is pure like vulnerability and just purely Kanye. Yep, and being really respectful about it. Like, yeah. I love it. I mean, I've seen many people with kids, and especially, like, the dad gets kind of scolded by the mom a lot. It's, like, that's right. not, I don't mean to say, in my family, that's how it's been. I've seen that. Right. And you're kind of like, oh, man. But he was just really cute about it and knew, oh, I guess we don't want, although Kim just said the word dick outright, it yeah. seems like, in front of him. <laughs> I was like, what was better, him saying magic stick or you just saying dick all of a sudden? <laughs> 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 that's what's uh the the it's not i guess it's a little hypocritical but it's like hilarious at the same time it's just yeah uh, it's yeah. like pure comedy yeah. but what was kanye doing in like 2003 like did he not hear like, <laughs> 50 cents song yeah right like because him and fitty had a little feud. Kim. you would think he'd know all about it yeah, yeah, he could have made fun of that lyric or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, he knows now. Well, look out for that next track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's going to be tweeting now, like, hey, everybody, I just found out that, like, Magic Stick's a great song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. Oh, but can we talk about another of the best part? Okay, so Courtney Kardashian and Kanye kind of had Oh, some my God, I love this. I love it so much. Okay, so what happened was... Wait, a good moment or a bad moment? Ooh. At, well, good. Travis, how would you describe the moment? It was Can't. uncomfortable. Uh, I, It was uncomfortable at first, but then it turned into something glorious. Okay, I want to hear why you think so. <laughs> I think it's glorious because, in my opinion, Kanye wins. What do you think? Oh, well, okay. So Okay, let's explain I, I, it. Okay, yeah, so yeah. essentially, Courtney just turns to Kanye at some point and she's like, Hey, Kanye, you know, those contacts you wore at the, the Met party. And he's like, yeah. She's like, did you like them? 
And he's just like, she what said, do you mean? Wait, can I? I'm so sorry yeah, to be the jerk who it. interrupts. Uh, <laughs> yo, I'm going to let you finish this, Travis. But <laughs> seriously. Okay, so all she said was, I have it written down because I'm that kind okay, of person. Okay, great. How did you feel about your blue eyes? That was it. Right. And he, he just kind of goes... And he kind of looks away and looks kind of weird about it. And he goes, I don't understand that question. And then Kelly <laughs> says, that's a passive aggressive question. And you can see like Courtney's trying to backtrack like, no. And even Kim is getting in. She's like, she wants to know if you, what you felt about him. He's like, and he keeps going like, yeah, I know. But she said, how do you feel about your blue eyes? What kind of question is that? And, um, <laughs> He's like, I'm going to answer the question. Eventually, he's like, I'm going to answer the question. I felt very good about my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But it gets beefier because so then um, Kanye, the next morning, they're in the convertible again. And he turns to North. And he's like, are you having fun? And then he says, do you like your little diamonds in your ears? And and then this there's is a when pause. it transcended to me. It's amazing. <laughs> Just a slight pause. And then he goes, oh, I get it. And and he's and he looks like, and Court, luckily Courtney's in the car. Yeah, just happens go, to be in the car. Yeah, and he goes, but now I understand. This is how you talk to children, and oh. and it was. And then Courtney, I feel this is my take on it. Still not getting that Kanye is calling her bullshit out. She's like. Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and thought the same thing. I was like, oh, I said it like that because that's how I talk to my children. And then they cut, and you don't hear about it again until the end. And they're they're at doing something. I don't know. They're at another restaurant, or they're smoking Cuban cigars, or some shit. And he goes, and it comes up, and he goes, "So what's worth? In, what's worse, intentionally trying to hurt me or talking to me like a child?" And that was <laughs> it. And so for me, I don't know, Travis. Let's hear your take, and Chris, even from hearing the rundown, what you think. To me, I. I mean, I don't think he hates Courtney, but I think the way she said that was really bullshit. And I think he, <laughs> this was just beautifully played out. I uh, I do get what he's saying. Although I kind of just like, did Courtney really mean to like say it like that to him? Like, was she just asking like an innocent question? Like, did you yeah. like your contacts? I don't know. Well, yeah, but innocently acting like Kanye's a child. Like, you know, like, I think, yeah, sure. you're right. It's almost like accidental racism or something. Like, to me, it was her <laughs> okay. treating Kanye like a child. And why, like, with any adult to it. But I guess I don't know what it's like to have three kids or however many she has. Like, maybe you do just get in the mindset of talking to everybody like a child to give her some credit. I, don't I guess know. so. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, to me, if I'm making... If I'm being like uh, forgiving to everybody in the situation, it sounds like something where she's the oldest, right? Yeah, is she? Yeah, I think I she's the anything. oldest. I think so. So it might be the kind of thing where she's sort of takes that tone with a lot of them all the time, um, and probably sees Kanye doing goofy stuff all the time. So <laughs> like defaults to saying it like that when she probably didn't mean it to come off. Though I'm sure part of her didn't like the blue eyes. Oh, so yeah. So it's like a, it's a little bit of a dig, but not supposed to be as like condescending as she mm. made it sound. Yeah, Which is right. why she tried to say like, yeah, I realized that in the middle of like when I woke up, like I was being really condescending. But it doesn't seem like she apologized. Yeah. yeah like, she didn't. And you know what else was cool? You're totally right, Chris, because the other thing that happened was Malika. Is that her name? Malika is yeah. friends with chloe and she yeah. was there throughout the whole thing and i have her quote too and this is why we all love kanye 
do you know what I love about you? This is in the middle before he was like, I felt good about my contact. She goes, what I love about you, there are often moments where I want to say exactly what I'm thinking and I don't. And and so she was in support of Kanye. Yeah. And also, even Chloe said to Courtney something about like, the way you said that, it's clear you don't like the blue contacts. I mean, you you get that from the way she said it. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I think a big part of it is that the Kardashians are all very blunt with each other. And they will say things that sound kind of bitchy to each other, which I love. It's great. Um, But they say it in this, like, weird off-putting way. I think to anyone else it would be very off-putting. Like, they're kind of, like, staring off in the distance or, like, looking at their phone. And they'll say something like, did you go to the gym today? And, like, it's just (laughs) it's mind-blowingly, like, robotic. And I feel like if you do that to Kanye, he's going to, like, read every bit of, like, your tone and, like, everything you're doing (laughs) and kind of try to figure out what's going on, as opposed to just realizing that, like, this is the way Courtney talks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I get it. And see, you knowing the Kardashians better than I do, I don't really realize that. So I... And what I love about Kanye, although when I'm around these sort of uh, people who are noticing every little detail of the way people talk, that can be really exhausting, you know, but I love it about Kanye. And yeah, you could tell he wasn't letting it go throughout the whole show. Like (laughs) at least the way it was edited, everyone was wearing different clothes in each scene, but who knows if they do wardrobe changes or whatever. But yeah, you're right. Okay. That makes sense where he's just not gonna. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, I could also see it as, like, they let a lot of that stuff slide. Like, if she was being passive-aggressive, it's something like, she might say something like that to Kim, and Kim's just like, yeah, whatever, Courtney. Oh, they don't even pay attention to each other half the time, so she wouldn't even hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the way so, they stare off all the time to me. It, eye contact in that it. show is just, like... It's uh, so weird. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. It sounds magical. It sounds like a, a TV show, like... um. Oh shit! What's that French movie that has <laughs> in the mansion with a party where it keeps oh, cutting last to year different at Mary time? And Bad? Yeah, last year at Mary and Bad. It sounds like last year at Mary and Bad, but with the Kardashians. <laughs> I oh, God, wish I, that was the case. I embarrassingly haven't seen it, but now I've got to see that and compare and contrast. <laughs> it's one of the most confusing movies. Well, it's not confusing, but it's the it's, it's considered confusing. one of the most confusing movies. Oh man, I'm yeah. writing it down. Thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> Look, you guys, mm. listeners of this podcast, you get a little of everything with these two. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. You want us to talk sports? We can talk sports. If you want us to talk politics, we will not do that. We will. Whatever. Yeah, we'll trash Trump, Trump, but that's about it. I meant to tell you guys that I also grew up. You guys mention it, and this is a weird Kanye. Maybe it's a Kanye. Please don't say you're going to be a Trump supporter. No. Oh, God. What if I did come out like that? No, but I grew up watching wrestling, and I've even been to WrestleMania, a a recent one. Yeah, like not very recent, but the one when the wrestler came out. So I saw Mickey Rourke wrestle at WrestleMania. So that's another thing we all have in common. Um, I'm pretty obsessed with that. So I love it when you guys briefly mention it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always trying not to like start the podcast off the way I would start off like a a promo if I was in WWE. (laughs) We saved those for Jordan. (laughs) That's fun. I like it when you do it. Keep it up. (laughs) I just want to come out, shoot on Travis. Like... (laughs) Really, like, uh, do just, like, a 20-minute monologue recapping everything that's been happening and then issuing a challenge for the future. 
<laughs> I would love it. One day you guys do a live podcast in a ring of some kind. That would be perfect. I like that. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Travis, when you're down here in Austin, we'll find a ring. It's happening. <laughs> we'll get somebody with a camera to film us. We'll be like, hey, point your iPhone at us. Just stand there. Well, I think that's it. Did we miss any big moments yep. on uh, the show? I don't think so. Uh, only, well, not with Kanye, but I was completely bamboozled by the beginning of it when, um, uh, like, what, Courtney is walking around and she's like, have you seen Scott? Have you seen Scott? Have you seen Scott? And Chloe's like, I think he went that way with Kendall. <laughs> and, um, and they, Courtney goes into a room and Scott and Kendall are in a bed together. Yeah. Like, totally looking like they had just had sex. Yeah. But wait, what? Yeah, but it's like a so I guess a running thing in the show is they pull pranks and jokes. And for a long time, they didn't have enough material to fill 24 episodes in a season with, so they would just have prank episodes. And <laughs> this is kind of like along those lines, like it's just staged material for the show. But still, I don't. I don't like seeing Scott and Kendall on a bed together. It was weird. Know. Yeah, because I was it imagining, was. like, because they obviously had to stay in that position for a prolonged amount of time. <laughs> and I'm like, if I had to do that with any of my relatives, I, I couldn't do it for a second. So it was no. uncomfortable for me to see that, too. <laughs> it was not fun. Uh, um, other a- than that, I don't think so. Yeah, it was a great episode. I'm so glad I'm finally into the show. I have you guys to thank for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Go back oh. and watch the Veil episode. That has a lot of Kanye in it. Oh, does it? Oh, that's good. Oh, mm-hmm. and the only other thing I did see uh, was because I knew he was on the wedding uh, episode. Oh, yeah. So, so that I did see in love. That was interesting. But I, I have to say, go back for that one. Yeah, I need to watch it again because I don't remember. There weren't as many of these kind of subtle moments that we got on this Cuba episode. So Right. Well worth it. I, uh, I've never seen Scott Disick before. Yeah. So I'm looking at pictures of him, and he looks like if you were to take Charlie Day, <laughs> or like Charlie Kelly from Matilda Sunny in Philadelphia, and uh, no, and Christian Bale from American uh, Psycho. Yes. Oh, he would be so complimented by that part, at least, because that's what he looked, that's kind of his attitude. He's got that whole... American Psycho yeah. thing going. He yep. can go. He can go crazy at a moment's notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see him treating people like Christian Bale's character does in like bars and stuff too. I mean, he really <laughs> seems to be a psychopath a little bit. But I kind of like him. I don't know if I should like him or not. But that's a good description of his appearance for sure, Chris. He seems like he's come a long way. Thank he uh, had a lot of addiction problems in the past. I haven't seen any of those episodes, but now okay. he seems like a cool guy who just wants to like hang out with his kids. Yeah, yeah. He just seems That's so good. sad, which is interesting to watch, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> he does. That, that's a weird part of the show, like understated part is, and it's a great part of having Connie on there because it just shows him in his element and doesn't try to like paint him a certain way. Uh, there's a lot of stories going on like underneath the service and keeping up with the Kardashians, and you kind of watch them form over the. Which is something I wish more TV shows did. I mean, a TV show has to have like a plot and like have everything like screamed at you, but it's really cool to see stuff just kind of happening like in real time. And over the course of a season, you kind of see his and Courtney's relationship like blossoming finally again. Wow. Yeah, that is good. That is a rare thing to see. Yeah, I think so. I saw him. A... Oh, can I admit something? I saw him at the famous premiere. He was one of the first people uh. I noticed. 
And I was really mad at myself because I found him attractive and I didn't want to find him attractive. <laughs> so I don't know. What can I say? I mean, he's totally not my type of guy, but in that moment, I was I was mesmerized. Absolutely. By him. <laughs> he, he looks like he's a very pretty person. Yeah. Like some of these pictures, I'm just like, damn, he's really striking looking there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I th- I I didn't know I would think it, but in real life he looks way even better to be honest with you. So <laughs> there you go, nice go Scott. Yeah, go Scott. <laughs> well, uh, is there anything else from your story that you want to discuss? I don't think so. You thank you guys for letting me talk. I don't even don't even tell me how long I've been talking. I don't want to know ever. But thank you for <laughs> it's letting. It's how me. we feel at the end of every podcast. Yeah, you guys do yeah. always mention that. So you don't have to though. We listeners love it. So keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. This power one's the longest one that Travis and I have done. Uh, oh, I can't wait yeah, that to went. hear it. Oh yeah, and Travis, have a good. I guess if we're leaving, I know you're off for a while because we had to record tonight so have a nice safe yeah. journey wherever you're going yeah yeah i'm heading up to breckenridge colorado oh nice that'll be good for hiking. an official yeah. vacation no work trip it's just for fun oh yeah just me just no one else just me and <laughs> the mountains you and your thoughts and the bears <laughs> and the bears well and the bears good no i'm glad to finally talk to you guys thank you so yeah. much for having me on here yeah, thank you. Yeah, this was fantastic, and uh, yeah, looking forward to talking more and keeping up. Yeah, you'll be on some episodes, right? If you guys are up for it, if you want to hear me again, don't let the listeners vote, or they may <laughs> vote down. But yeah, especially if you guys ever get in to watch The Throne, I think I'm your girl for at least one of those episodes, or just a you know special topics episode or something like that. With yeah. That. One or eleven of them, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're going to, especially like you've been making a, a case to Travis about the importance of the album, and recently Jordan's been making a case too for uh, the importance of Cruel Summer oh. in terms of like the overall story and that gap between My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Yeezus. So we're like, okay, we're gonna have to. I think it's gonna be after we finish up the main discography, which means it's gonna be a little bit, but. It's, we'll get into like full-blown episodes on those yeah i think that's the right way i mean even though i'm excited about those other uh tracks from those albums yeah keep doing it your way because i do i get so excited to know what's going to happen next which which (laughs) which actual kanye track you're gonna talk about next so but yeah i'll be around i don't plan on dying anytime soon so you guys hit me back up anytime Good. Well, thank you so much for being on this. Thank you guys for having me. And uh, yeah, I'll keep listening. Fantastic. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, guys. Adios. Bye. Cool. All right. So should I hit stop on the record? On the record. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.